Achieving success, being healthy and wealthy, and lifelong happiness is anyone's ultimate dream. In the grand scheme of things, self-doubt limits you from achieving great things. The path towards the zenith of success and controlling your life is at your hands. This is the Unlimited Influence. Reprogram your subconscious mind with Dr. David Snyder. What we're going to do now is we're going to kind of back up a little bit uh, and kind of cover a little bit more global stuff. I want, to, I want to introduce you to a concept that, to me, really does, in a very succinct and clear way, explain what NLP, the non-linguistic side of things in NLP, has to teach us about how to run our nervous system. And I'm going to use a lot of metaphors and analogies that you're already very familiar with to do that. I want you to understand that when I talk about these metaphors and constructs, my belief, my belief, is that everything that human beings create through technology has an analog already somewhere in the human being, at some level of the nervous system or the energetic system. Everything that we create, we have an analog for. Therefore, any technology that we use on a regular basis is ideal for telling the nervous system what to do with information. Does that make sense? How many people here have ever seen a movie? Okay, I don't know about you guys, but my favorite movies are the ones where they have those big, like holographic virtual reality computers. The guy walks into this big bubble and he's like moving diagrams and exploding this and expanding that. And isn't that cool? Like you see Mission Impossible or Iron Man or Avengers and they're just moving this shit, in it, right? Do you ever notice that when people talk, they move their fucking hands a lot? <laughs> You'll see things like this. Every one of you has done it, even the guy who says he doesn't see colors in pictures. You all do it. You say, I've got this thing, and I don't know what it is. I can't seem to get past it. Well, you've been through about 12 different meetups, dude. Right? You know this shit. No, no cheating. Right? My point is, is that whether you consciously see something there or not, there is something there. Now, whether you think of it as an energetic vibrational phenomenon or just a construct, a projection from the unconscious mind, it doesn't matter. It's there. And the nervous system treats it like a solid object. Did you notice when we were changing our physiology, when we, tried, when we went into that happy, positive, resourceful state, and we kept our physiology the same and we tried to feel bad, it didn't work. When people start talking about the stuff that's important to them, the stuff that holds them back, the stuff that gets them excited, they're going to use their hands unless they're lying. You'll see somebody who's like super Italian and talking like this, they'll go to tell a lie. And they'll freeze. We have a lie detection workshop. That's actually one of the things it's called the freeze. But the spatial locations where people gesture, the way they gesture, are fundamental parts of the code that the body creates your experience from. They have meaning. And you will see it consistent. When people talk about their stuff, they will gesture to the same fucking place every single time. And they don't realize they're doing it. But they won't just gesture to a spot. They'll move their hand. True or not true? True. true. Guess what that tells you? It's an unfinished project in my mind. <laughs> it's, an it's actually. In one way, you're right. It's actually a running program. It's an on, yeah, ongoing process. It's the direction that that information is moving to create that experience. Law of uh, Chinese medicine, fundamental law, yin and yang. Do you know what the fundamental law of yin and yang is, martial artist man? Yes, sir. Hard becomes soft over time. Hard becomes soft, especially as you get older, right? Oh, sorry, that's a different class. <laughs> yin and yang, law of yin and yang says... Yin and yang are complements and opposites. One cannot exist without the other. And the extreme of one is the beginning of the other. When I brought Carlos up or when I brought Michael up, if I get yang, he gets yang, strongest yang wins. That's what we understand. But if I can go yin enough, I will neutralize his yang and he will be sucked in to my field. Make sense? Now, in terms of gesture and frequency and vibration, 
when we create an experience, an internal representation, as NLP likes to call it, a memory, a belief, a pain, a disease, there's a structure that our nervous system uses to create that experience. When we access anything related to those experiences, not only will our eyes move to certain places, we will actually use different kinds of language. We will gesture to certain physical locations and we will move our hands in specific directions. Every single piece of that is a different level of the brain and nervous system interacting to create a feeling in the body, to access that feeling in the body. How do we start to unravel that? Start with where you feel it. Because that's where every single thing comes together. Whether you're dealing with the visual component or the auditory component or the, the motive component or the color component, the crossroads where all of those different pieces of information intersect and express is that feeling in your body. That means if you can point to where you feel it, you have access to every single aspect of that experience. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Are there ways to bring out that feeling? Like Absolutely. Absolutely. So you can then get a hold of it? Yeah, actually, I, and a lot of times you don't even have to know what it is. If you get somebody that starts describing a problem and they're literally doing this, you can, you can either, well, just grab a hold of that and they'll go, what? Just grab it. And then I'll move it behind you and they'll go, what the fuck? Because it's not about belief. It's about directing your attention to a different level of the system. When I had Michael over here, I don't know if they got that. I don't know if Candy got that on camera or not. Were you guys watching him really close? Did you notice him changing? Yeah. Right? Was there any doubt that there was something going on in him? Right? No doubt, right? There was physiological change happening. He was sweating like a like he was sweating bullets, right? And he didn't he didn't understand why there was emotions coming up. Probably emotions he didn't expect. Would that be true? That's true. Because when these things manifest, it's almost never one thing. There's, NLP calls it a transderivational search. It makes thousands of connections to everything that the, the nervous system thinks is relevant to that experience, and it links them neuroplastically. And then at some point, it reaches, it reaches enough of a charge that it manifests a physical sensation in the body. It'll be there long before you're conscious of it. But we won't do anything about it until it becomes bad enough that we can't tolerate it anymore. Does that make sense? Now, and I'll give you another concept called, I call it the somatic search engine. Do you ever notice that when you go to a search engine, the quality of the information you get is directly related to the quality of the question that you ask yes. and the way you ask it? Mm -hmm. You have one too. How you ask the question will determine what kind of information that you get. One of the biggest problems that we have is we're asking the wrong fucking questions. Anybody have something shitty happen? You always ask, why does this always happen to me? Why do I keep meeting the same person over and over and over again? Why do people keep taking my shit? Why do people keep giving me shit? Why do I have so much shit? Why can't I take a good shit, right? It's, it doesn't really matter. And your unconscious mind is sitting down there going, oh, he wants a list. And he starts to generate a list why your life sucks, why you're not taking a good shit, why people are giving you shit, why people are taking your shit. Because you asked the wrong fucking question. <clears throat> How do I make this stop? How do I change this? How do I get good shit? How do I take a good shit? <laughs> oh, now we have solutions, don't we? Yeah. Subtle tweaks. Remember, your brain, your nervous system is the world's largest, most powerful, goal-achieving, reality-manifesting mechanism on the planet, and it is compulsively driven to answer any question you put to it, no matter how stupid the question is. I will prove this to you right now. Because I'm going to ask you a question that could not possibly make any sense. You will have an instinctive bullshit response, and then you will notice that your brain starts to come up with all kinds of rationales where it could be true. <laughs> Why, in fact, is the moon made of green cheese? Oh shit, he was right. <laughs> right? All of a sudden, your brain starts coming up with all these different rationales. What well, could be this? Maybe, maybe he's meaning metaphorical cheese. Maybe it's not really green. Maybe it's weird stuff. Just how your brain works. 
and I make fun. I do, I do really weird out-of-the-park stuff because I want to force cognitive dissonance upon you. I need to force that on you so you can actually analyze what you're doing in your head without trancing out. Right? I can, trust me, I can make you think the walls in this room will change the way you weigh. Good. <laughs> and, it, and all I have to do is talk about things that are already in this room that you can verify. And at some point, five or six steps down the road, you will just stop asking if anything I'm saying is true. Because the way your mechanism works is you're sorting for difference. You're sorting for something that doesn't jibe. And if within a certain frequency or certain range of data you don't receive it, that rational parsing factor shuts off. Unless you've been trained in some way. Right. And that's very specific. But be that as it may. So when we talk about in the law of attraction, we talk about creating a life you want, focus on what you want, but not the things you don't want. Right? If you don't want people to keep taking your shit, don't ask questions like, why do people keep taking my shit? Right? <clears throat> you could ask, where did this start and how do I fix it? That's a more useful question, isn't it? Right? Why questions you have to be very careful with? Because they generate the neocortex activity. They stimulate rationalizations for why you're in a certain position or a certain context. Better questions are hows, whats, whose, wheres. Right? Now, getting back to this whole idea of spatial locations. Most people, when we think of vibrations or energy or thoughts or beliefs, we don't really know what the hell we're talking about. I'm giving you a very nuts and bolts physics-based understanding of this. Could you get all metaphysical? I can explain all of this in very new age metaphysical white light terms. And I'd have half the room with me going, yeah, brother. And the other half who thinks they're rational, logical, scientific creatures would go, you're a douchebag. <laughs> right? No pun intended, right? And then, the, then, of course, I could also explain these things in very physics-based, scientific, neuro-linguistic terms. And half the room would go, yes, I understand exactly what he means. And the rest of, of the room would go, that's not so, so uncool, man. It's not spiritual. Right? There's no difference. If you look at it from a process and structure perspective, it doesn't matter the terms. What are the processes? What are the, the structures? If you understand process and structure, how do these things happen? You know what's true, regardless of the terms you put to it. So this is you on David. Right? Now, how many people here have ever, ever heard of something called the aura? Right? I'm not making fun of you people. I've, I've chased Pleiadians for years. Right? And we think of this aura as this nebulous, gassy-like energy field around our body. Now, some people have a little bit more uh, specific distinctions. Some people will say you have seven energy bodies, one corresponding to each of the chakra systems. Some systems will say you have three energy bodies. Okay. It's an onion, however you want to slice it. If you can name it, you can find it. It's that simple, somatic search engine. If you name it and describe it, you create it. Because it's all just an interpretation anyway. Remember, everything that has ever existed or will exist is already here. So if you name it and describe it, you tune to it. Big one there, okay? However, I don't look at the, the body and the human energy systems and when I say energy systems, I'm actually, I use one global term to, to talk about the conscious mind, the unconscious mind, the body. I call it the nervous system. Okay? And I won't, I won't bug you with too many distinctions because I want to get really practical really quick. But I don't see the world this way anymore. Okay? Because it's, it's too vague. But how many people here know what an XYZ grid is? You guys know what an XY grid is, right? If you've ever seen a graph. So you have an x-axis and a y-axis. But if you're looking for finding a location in three-dimensional space-time, you need a third axis. It's a z, right? So you have height, width, and depth. If we start to think about the human energy system or the human proprioceptive nervous system, which is analogous to your energy field, we think three-dimensionally. Now what we have is something that looks an awful lot like this. And all of a sudden, these gestures, if you can superimpose that grid on me, when I'm talking about problems and I'm talking about moving in and getting, this is, you know, I need to put it behind me. All of a sudden, if we think about this like a filing cabinet, 
that's in three dimensions, it starts to make a little bit more sense, doesn't it? Because these things are non-local in the sense that they're not physical in terms of matter and taking up space, they're energetic, there could be an infinite amount of information in a molecule of space. But it's holographic and fractal. We don't access it until we name it and decide it. It's on demand. So, first thing we need to understand is that everything that you feel in your body has a location on this grid point that our hands can go to once we find the feeling. So the first thing we need to understand is that there's something we want to change, whether it's something we want more of or something we want less of, we have to find where we feel it in our bodies. And trust me, everything that you act on has a feeling somewhere. Neuro, <coughs> pardon me. Neurolinguistics has taught us, has taught us, has come up with this concept called strategies. Strategies are the order and sequence of visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and olfactory parts of our brain that we utilize in a specific sequence to generate a behavior. And all of the one, and the, all decision strategies, all convincer strategies, end in a kinesthetic. They end in a feeling, whether it's an, an, an external action. So they're both kinesthetics. One is internal, one is external. If everything we do starts with a feeling, why not begin there when we start unpacking these things? It's the quickest, easiest way to find your point of entry into the system. So the first thing we're going to do, if we're going to change something, something we want more of, where do we feel it? Extract information that makes the nervous system more pliable, more malleable. And then using one hand, I'm going to point to where I feel it. Using my imagination in my other hand, I'm going to reach out and touch the picture. Then I'm going to take both of my hands and trace the edges of it so I know exactly how big it is. The size and location in this grid in proximity to the core of the body mediates intensity of experience. You have two kinds of coding systems in your body. You have one you've developed over time, one that is unique to you, and one that is default. It came stock with the system. Right? When we had you take that, reach out and touch that picture, we made it bigger. What did you all notice? It got stronger, didn't it? Right? When you made it the same, back to its original size, but pulled it closer. What happened? Less detail. Less detail, but what happened to the feeling? None. None, okay. Of all the people, how many did have what he had? No? How many had a, a, a change in feeling when they changed the, the size? Okay, that's all I care about. All right, we need to understand what the vast majority of people do, and then we can focus on what individual beings do. Does that make sense? Okay. It, uh, in my travels, um, I have not seen anybody yet that when they actually engaged in these processes, provided they were actually on board with it. Because a lot of times what I say and how I teach doesn't jive with your unique learning system. And if that, and if that doesn't, then please find something that does. Okay, I don't say my way. I will never tell you my way is the only way. This is the world according to David. If it works for you, use it. If not, chuck it. But vast majority of people that I work with, they make it bigger feeling gets stronger. They pull it closer, feeling gets stronger. They put it above them and wrap themselves around it, it gets stronger. They put it behind them, back beyond the horizon, it goes away. <clears throat> How many people had a similar experience? Raise your hands, just so I know. I need all the support I can get. Okay. I have found that to be true with the vast majority of human beings. So that's where we start. Because we can spend our entire life looking for the exceptions to the rule, and we never get anything done. Right? I'm lazy. Right. So the first thing we need to understand is we have this, and it's three-dimensional, but we also have to look at divisions of the nervous system. Why is it when everything, in, when, we, when we made things bigger in front of our body, it got stronger. When we pulled it closer, it got stronger. But yet when we put it back here, it went away. Now some of you didn't want it to go, right? You held on to it. Right, And I know you held on to it because I know how this works. I've done this with hundreds of people all over the world. So what can we derive? What pattern can we extrapolate from that? Yes? Out of sight, out of mind. Okay. How many people have ever heard the expression, I just need to get past this. I can't put this behind me. Oh. <laughs> See, our brains 
are simultaneously literal analogs and metaphors. And you don't have to believe me. Look up embodied cognition, object relations theory. You take a, 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 a group of average people, you put them in an airplane, dress them up like pilots, their visual acuity goes up 20 points. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to know, right? These, huh? They dressed all these people up like pilots, put them on a plane, and tested their visual acuity before and after the uniform change, and their their visual acuity went up an average of twenty points. Okay. Yes, sir. I am having a hard time with this when. I hold things close to my face. It limits my peripheral and my the way that I can gather. Mm -hmm. The way that I conquer everything is I see first the mountain, then I put it more away from me. Then I see the parts of a mountain, mm -hmm. and I take it apart. Before I'm done, the mountain is rubble. Mm -hmm. If for you, so you, you see the big picture. You put it away. You see the big parts, and then before you're done, the mountain is rubble. If I hold the picture too close. Mm -hmm. I, I only focus, there's danger, there's terror. I can't act, I can't turn uh -huh. off. It's right in front of me. That's right. But if I give it perspective, then I notice the detail. Absolutely. There's a road to the left, there's a trail to mm -hmm. the right. Perfect. There's gold coins next to the fence. Mm -hmm. But if I'm holding it too close, like you're suggesting, I don't see much of anything. And I. But what do you feel? You said you just said the terror was I, overwhelming, right? I. Yes, but it, it, it doesn't have a color. That's all right. It has it has a sense of. You said red. when you brought when you brought the picture closer, the feeling got stronger. The 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 sense of dread, but there were no colors. That's all right. Related to it's this. A, the feeling change. That's all we care about. Well, when it's so close that I can't see, it's a danger to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you need to see something in order to feel safe. Well, I, I need to have it at a distance. So exactly. If, if I can't, if it's going to you hear it, you hear the scriptures. I have, the language I have is to, perfect. I have to go around it. Go around go, it. Going through things is the hardest way. You go above them. You go below them. Absolutely. You go around them. You break them into little pieces. And so, for you to say you hold this great picture right up to you, for me, that's 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 an analogy of suffocation. I can't deal with the Okay, so thing. how would you do it to, to make it better? smaller parts. Okay, thank you for explaining I that. See, I have to see each individual thing as an asset and a threat at the same time. Okay. You have to see what in that picture is going to help or hinder your goal. Okay, so figure out how you do it best. Get the same results your way. I, I'm here. I see you as a superior. I What I want to do is train my mind to, to have the sense of success and confidence in you do. I've been doing the same thing quite successfully mm -hmm. at 55 years old. Mm -hmm. I'm currently living on the government's dole. Okay, then I'm going to suggest, I'm going to suggest, first of all, you let me speak. Okay. Sure. Okay. I'm going to suggest that for the time we're here, follow the drills as best you can. If you get a result that's paradoxical, in other words, if I tell you to bring something closer and you get a terror response, A, put that aside as something that needs to be explored. Okay? B, start playing with the internal representations, changing it in various ways until it gives you the result that you want, which is where all of this is heading. You gave us a tremendous wealth of what you do inside your nervous system to create these effects. And that's why I, I let you speak, okay? But you need to become aware of the processes that's holding you back. The system you have works, and in context, it's worked very well. But now we need to start playing with the malleability of the system. You need to start experimenting with new associations within your own grid and find the ones that work best, which is where you are all going. You think I'm talking to him. Every single one of you has two codes. He's deeply enmeshed in his own idiosyncratic coding system. It has meaning and relevance to him. It may have no relevance to how you do it, but you all have one. The goal here in this training, in this teaching, is to give you this idea, this set of concepts, that you have two sets of code. First of all, how most of you didn't even know you had a code to begin with? Now you got two. Holy shit. Right? 
you have a generic universal code that is the, the, the gift you've been given because you're a human being with a pulse. We work with that first because it's the greatest common denominator. But within that system is a subsystem that are very, very specific. I'll give you an example. Everybody has a past, right? Okay, I want you all to think about something that happened 10 years ago. Reach out and touch it. First impression. Something that happened yesterday. Reach out and touch that. Something that's going to happen a year from now. Reach out and touch it. Notice they're all in different spots. You didn't even know you had a spot until I mentioned it. But your brain very eloquently came up with one. Did you notice as you were doing that that nobody pointed to the same place for the same time period? In other words, her place that for a year ago was different than his, which was different from yours, which was different from yours. That's your own unique way of sorting past and present and future. And yet, we can take any of those, grab the picture, move it behind us, and the shit goes away because it's in our past. Because you have multiple systems. <clears throat> what we're working with now is the greatest common denominator, the one that we can all grab a hold of, the one that we can all tap into and make changes. So when I tell you to do something, and for some reason you're not getting the same result that the rest of the room is, that's okay. You're not wrong. You're just different. You're unique. And that's not bad. But the secret is, the fact that you're manipulating something and creating change means something is fucking happening. So just keep playing with it until you get the feeling that you want. You're all going to do this. How many people here have something they'd like less of? Everybody stand up. We're all going to do this together. We're just going to do this together. Now, do yourselves a favor. Don't, don't pick like the biggest, nastiest, most honking tragedy in your life for this, OK? <laughs> Anything on a scale of 0 to about 3 or 4 is good. But we're going to do it a little. I'm going to guide you all through an exercise. And it's a little bit different than the one you saw me lead Mike through and the one you saw me lead um, Holly through. The, fir the, one, the first one I showed you is the one that's basically yin and yang. Where I was going with that is the nervous system cannot create a code that expresses one feeling without automatically generating the potential for its opposite. So the moment I have a direction, well, I know what direction creates that feeling, that experience, don't I? What does that also imply? You know where you're going. If I'm spinning the opposite direction, then I get the opposite effect, don't I? Mm -hmm. That's how your nervous system works on the most basic fundamental level. Right? So this is going to be a little bit different, though. I want you all to play with this, because this is where it gets cool. I want you to think of something that you want to change, feeling you don't like, <laughs> and there's, some, there's, a different, there's a way you'd like to feel instead. So figure, think of that thing that you want to have, or that thing that you have that's kind of bugging you a little bit. Point to where you feel it. Close your eyes and look at it with your inner eyes. Notice there's a color connected to that feeling. What's the color, first impression? Excellent. Take all that blue energy, take it out and hold it in your hands in front of you. Make sure you get it all, because sometimes that shit hides. And keep pulling until you know you got it. Once you got it, look at it with your inner eyes and notice, did the color change or stay the same, first impression? Excellent. Whether it did or didn't, it's perfectly fine. Notice it's moving. It's spinning in a certain direction. Notice what direction is spinning. Trace that direction with your hands. Now, here's what I want you to do. Rather than just make it the opposite of what it was, I want you to start changing the direction of it until it becomes the feeling you want to have instead. When you find the direction that, makes the, that creates the feeling you want to have instead, now I want you to grab it with both hands, double the spin, spin it like a wheel. Double the speed, double the force, double the magnitude. Keep doubling it over and over and over again until it takes on a life of its own. Until it's impossible for it to go back the way it was. When you know you've got it, slam it back in. Notice the change. Notice the old feeling goes away. Let that process happen. As the new program works in, just like a computer installing a new program, many times it has to uninstall the old software before the new one can take root. 
what you're feeling is what I like to call the emotional detox period. Any program that's not in harmony with this new way of thinking, feeling, and believing, the body and the nervous system is going to start to shed. Let the process happen. Don't try to force it. Don't try to analyze it. Don't try to make it happen faster. Just allow the process to happen. When you know it's done, try to bring the old feeling back. Notice what happens instead. What just happened, dude? I just want to conquer the world. You just want to conquer the world. What happened, TJ? <laughs> what happened, Sonal? Resistance. Resistance. Ooh, we have to work on you. What happened? He's, 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 he wasn't even doing it. He was like, he was like looking at everybody like, what the hell's going on? I can't find my own color. You couldn't find your own color? And he doesn't fade. Oh, well, I'll fix that. <laughs> what happened to you? Well, I guess resistance, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Happen, um, unicorn. No fear. No fear. Like, Did you have fear before? Like, Very cool. Try to bring the fear back. Notice what happens instead. Oh shit! You can't bring it back. Damn it! How about you? Resistance. Resistance. Okay, let's do the resistance part. All right. What happened with you? Resistance. Okay. Okay. Now that we've got that, sit down. Okay. How many people noticed a radical shift? for two minute intervention? Less than two minutes actually, wasn't it? How long you had that thing? You know how you, get, you, know how you make sure it's gone? Wash, rinse, repeat. Problem is most people give up after the first try or the first pass. You watch some of my videos. I've had people, I've been up there, I'm relentless. I'll keep you up there until you're done. I learned that the hard way because I gave up on a patient too fast one time. And I'll never do it again, never. So if you come up here, you ain't leave until you're fixed. <laughs> That's just how I roll. Which is why I charge by the hour, not the session. You get highly motivated to fix your shit fast. <laughs> I'm a hypnotist, a neurolinguistic programmer, an energy worker. I'm a, I'm a reality technician, and therefore I have carte blanche to do whatever I need to do to make you change. To get the life you want the way you want it. Now, Many times when there is resistance to a feeling, resistance to a process, it's because something at the neurological level needs to keep it. Many times when bad shit happens, the nervous system says, oh shit, we got to make sure this never happens again. And so every time you find yourself in a similar context or circumstance, those feelings come up. Richard Bandler would call that the difference between thinking and remembering, or confusing thinking with remembering. We think we're thinking when actually we're just remembering. The problem is, is that there is a certain lesson that we derived, and the universe is playing those feelings to remind us not to do that anymore. And it's the only way it knows to keep us from making the same mistake again. So when you inject a change process that could potentially remove the feeling. Because right now, from the nervous system's perspective, those feelings are a tool. It's doing something for you. Regardless of what we consciously think, everything we generate in our mind and body has at its intention, at its intention level, a positive outcome in mind. It wants to do something for you. The problem is it's stuck in this big soup of stuff that we don't need. So in order to get change, we need to find a way to extract that one or two sets of lessons so we can keep those and let the rest go. We need to put them in a place where they're not going to be an issue for us, but they're there if we need them. How many people have ever done taxes? How many people here don't admit to doing taxes? <laughs> all right. But you all know that if you do business in the United States, when you do your taxes, whether you have a business or whether it's personal, you save all your shit up for a year. At the end of that year, you write all your shit down. You total it all up. You write a check to the government, cursing them all the way. Right? With that tax return. And then you have this big freaking box of stuff and these forms that you have absolutely no use for, but you can't get rid of them. Why? Because government says you have to keep them. Right? For how many years? Four, three, I don't care. Right? So what do we do? We find some out-of-the-way place, and we put it in a box. 
and we forget about them. They're no longer important. They're no longer relevant unless we get audited. Unless something comes up or we need to go back and reference it. But for all intents and purposes, they're gone. You have a place like that too in your nervous system. Okay? Remember I said you have this XYZ grid? Yes, Trail. What happens about the things that, that have happened to you that cause damage that happened to you that you didn't do? Well, it's the same process. Yeah, it's the same process. The, again, the nervous system doesn't lay blame. We do. We extrapolate and we get angry at people and we perpetuate the feelings by replaying the memories. You, have you been to my meetup where I've talked about the memories you have aren't real? Remind me, we'll talk about that, otherwise we won't get to the change work. Okay? But for, all, for two delusions you need to understand. A, your memories are not the things that happen to you. You understand that? Your memories are not... Your memory of your fifth birthday party is not your fifth birthday party, but you think it is. And every time you replay the movie, you treat it like it is. Do you understand that distinction? Okay, how many have kids? You ever videotape their birthday? Or record their birthday in some way? Right? That's like saying your kid's birthday party is, like the, vi is the video. It's not. But you think it is. And the way you've coded that movie tricks you into believing it. The other big delusion that we need to understand is that you are not your memories. That would be like saying the video camera, the DVD, and the player are you. They're just something you're doing. You're more than your memories. You're more than the movies that you play inside your head. But you've forgotten that at some level. You've become identified with the movies that you play in your mind. Russian sports psychologists back in the 70s really blew the lid off that when they trained their athletes how to change those personalities, change those movies, and they swept the Olympics, sports-enhancing drugs aside. Right? Okay, but they 70 gold medals, I think they did. I happened to get access to their autogenic training program. You can't do it if you pay 200 bucks for the book. It's called Red Gold, by the way. Worth its weight in gold, seriously. And uh, in some of my change processes, if we have time, we'll go through it. I doubt we will, because we have so many things that we want to do, right? But this is your body on David again. Now, we're going to take this from a, a profile view. We want to think hemispherically now. You have the forward hemisphere and the rear hemisphere. Everybody here have a computer? OK. You ever notice you have this thing called a desktop? <laughs> now, I don't know how you guys organize your desktop. But on any given day, you can't see my desktop. Because there's so many icons and open files and post-it notes that there's a computer in there somewhere, but I have no idea where. I have all these fucking files open everywhere. I can't find shit, and yet I do. Guess what? That grid process that we were teaching you about earlier is your neurological desktop. Where you've kept them, the proximity to your body, whether they're high or low, all have meaning to your nervous system and they're files that are open and running. Anything behind you is your inactive desktop. It's that place where you store your taxes. The place where you store information that you might need someday, but for all intents and purposes, is no longer relevant. Has no impact or influence on you. Now remember, anything the mind can create, the mind can change. You are the god of your universe. Therefore, you have permission, the responsibility, and the right to change any memory, any idea, any belief that does not make your life better. I'm just going to show you how to do it. How to change beliefs? You could. But a lot of times, a lot of times just spinning it will cause you to go through a perspective shift that changes everything. Yes, sir? What was the question you asked? Oh, can we do this to change beliefs? Yeah. You've got to decide what you want to believe instead and why it might be true. Okay? There's a whole process for that. But on a structural level right now, all semantics aside, neurologically, when we move something from our active to our inactive desktop, it goes away. But depending on how you word it, you can preserve information. Anybody here have a recycle bin on their computer? You know that cool sound the recycle bin makes? 
I love that. Every now and then when I want to get rid of something, I'll point to where I feel it, find the picture, crumple it up, and go, <laughs> and you know what? For some fucking reason, it goes away. Metaphors that the nervous system understands are tremendously powerful ways to interface all the different levels of you. Now, if you have resistance to something, nine times out of 10, it's because there's a positive intention, a positive lesson or set of lessons that you learn that your nervous system feels must be kept or it will happen again. The way we do this starts with the same process. Oh, TJ, come here. See, the people in the first row get the best stuff. Uh, like, why do I always pick people taller than me? <laughs> God, I feel like a midget in this video. It's like, everybody watching this YouTube is going to go, why is he so short? Right? No, I just pick tall people because it's more impressive. All right, so there's something that um, you've been wanting to change, but maybe you've been feeling a little bit of resistance to it. Or, yes. you know, okay. When you think about that thing you want, I want you to notice something. First of all, there's a feeling that you get when you think about that thing you want. And then there's another feeling that may be more subtle or more intense, I don't know how you do it, that signals a kind of an icky or a resistance or, or not wanting to change it. Point to where you feel that. Excellent. Now what I want you to do, I want you to imagine as you touch this spot, I want you to imagine there's a picture floating in the space around you that represents that experience or that feeling. Just reach out with your other hand and touch it. Perfect. Now here's what I want you to do. Take both of your hands, trace the edges of it with both of your hands so you know exactly how big it is. Beautiful. By the way, when people have shit that's bugging them, it's never small. Okay? Now, here's what I want you to do. Is it in color or black and white? Black and white. Moving or still? Still. Is, uh, is there sound? Okay. I want you to put a big, thick black frame around that picture. Big, thick black frame. Bigger! Bigger! Black! That's right. Good. Now, you're probably too young to remember when televisions actually had dials and knobs and switches. <laughs> oh, what? You guys? I'm not the only old fart in the house? All right. Now, along the base of that frame, I want you to notice that there are some dials and knobs and switches. Notice he moved it automatically in front of him, right? It's now very active for him. He's accessed it more fully. Notice that there's a, a volume knob, a brightness knob, a contrast knob, maybe some other knobs, I don't know. But find the, color, the contrast or the brightness knob, and I want you to turn that knob all the way to the right till the image whites out completely. Notice what happens to the feeling. Now turn it all the way to the left until the image blacks out completely. Notice what happened to that feeling. Which one do you like better? Right or, right or left? White or black? Okay, cool. Now, I want you to imagine, are you right-handed or left-handed? Right-handed. Okay, in the index finger of your right hand, I want you to imagine there's a glowing golden Sharpie magic marker. Okay. And what I want you to do is there were some lessons that you learned from this experience. I want you to start writing across that screen everything that this experience had to teach you and just let your hand start writing. And the screen will scroll like a tablet so you can write as much or as little as you want so you can keep the lessons and let the rest go. And just keep writing and you'll know when you have enough. Now this is where it gets kind of weird sometimes because sometimes the hand just starts writing and writing and the guy has no idea what's coming out. Sometimes both hands get involved. Sometimes you just start writing backwards. It's, it doesn't matter. What matters is the process. Keep going. You may notice feelings and emotions. And by the way, anything that comes up, regardless of how illogical or marginal or whimsical it may be, is completely relevant. Write that on the board. So you can keep the lessons, let the rest go. Now, got it all? There's more. Let it come up. It's all right. Keep writing. This is why you're here, brother. Got it? Sure? Make sure. Okay. Reach out, grab that picture, shrink it down to the size of a postage stamp. Float it up over the top of your head, all the way back below the horizon. You know the sound a nail gun makes? Feel it nailed back into the past. Notice the change. Notice it's gone. Try to bring it back and notice what happens instead. Let it hang on. It's all right. Your nervous system is just shedding. This stuff happens all the time. They'll sweat, they'll shake, they'll cry, they'll laugh. They'll sneeze, they'll cough. They're all, it's all, everybody does it a little bit different. Right? There you go. Now, when you think about that thing that you wanted to have more of, what happens now? 
better. Notice, point to where you feel it. Notice there's a color connected to that feeling. What's the color, first impression? Reach in, grab all that white energy, take it out and hold it in your hands in front of you. Make sure you get it all, because sometimes that shit hides. Good. As you look at it, you got it all? Yes. Good. Did the color change or stay the same, first impression? Turn yellow. Perfect. Notice it's moving. It's spinning in a certain direction. What direction is it spinning? Physically grab it with both of your hands. Turn it till it's exactly what you want to feel. Instead, when you find that direction, spin it like a wheel in that direction. Double the spin. Double the speed. Double the force. Double the magnitude. Keep doubling it over and over again until it takes on a life of its own. Until it's impossible for it to come back the way it was. When you know you've got it, slam it back in. Notice the change. Notice it's gone. Notice as that program works its way deeper and deeper into your mind and body. Any program, any belief, any, be any memory that's not in harmony with this new experience, this new program, the body's going to shed. It's going to purge like a snake shedding its skin. Don't try to manage it. Don't try to control it. Don't try to analyze it. Just let your body and mind do what it knows how to do. Let the feelings come up. As they come up, they come out. As you feel it, you reveal it. As you reveal it, you heal it. Solve, dissolved, and resolve from the body. Solve, dissolved, and resolve from the mind. Notice as that energy continues to pick up speed, notice what happens to the feelings in your body. As with every breath you take and every beat of your heart, it just for some mysterious reason continues to pick up speed, continues to magnify and amplify with more force and intensity than a typhoon until it washes through every circuit of your body, from the tip of your head to the top of your toes until it finally overflows the very confines of your body begins to rock it back through every memory, every situation and event that was relevant to the old feeling, changing them, washing them away, transforming them and modifying them so that they only support this new way of being. They only cause you to become stronger in the direction you really want to go for all the right reasons. Just allow that process to take place. And go along for the ride, noticing the changes, feeling the transformations. And when you know you've got it, try to bring the old feelings back and notice what happens instead. When you're ready, open your eyes. Notice how different the world looks. Give a big round of applause. You can all do this. The nervous system doesn't care if it's a physical pain, emotional pain. I have five documented cases of curing a broken heart. <laughs> Healing a broken heart. Okay? The nervous system doesn't care. Your nervous system is designed to express information encoded in vibration. Everything else is just an interpretation based on what information is encoded and the way it's encoded. I tell my students, whether you're a, a, a personal coaching client, whether you come to one of my trainings, whether you come to my mastermind group, everybody goes through life. He's still processing, by the way. He'll be processing for a while. It's a quick intervention, but it unwinds everything. I see a lot of people went along for the ride, right? Surprise, right? I look at this stuff every time I see it, and I go, this shit shouldn't work. And yet, miracles every single day. And I'm not doing them. I just put the videos out there. That's your gift. That's my gift to you. But it's your responsibility. I've given you some ideas about how you work. And the secret is if you can point to it, you can change it. But you've got to ask the right question. And you got to get involved. you got to get the meat involved. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. I was watching the demonstration, and I noticed that as he was beginning to write on the board to change, uh, he dropped the TV, looking at his body language. The hand that wasn't writing should have continued the whole... Why should it have? Those were your instructions. You he did it his way. That doesn't matter. Too procedural. I let him do it his way. Everything I give you is a guide. You might have insisted on holding that television there, and that's fine. That's called projection, by the way, and we do it to everybody. 
okay? However he did it, all I really care about, TJ, did you get the result you wanted? Fuck yeah. Nothing else matters. When you get so involved, and I have a wife that does this, I love my wife, but she will, she will look through a microscope with another microscope. <laughs> okay? She, she, she's in biotech, and that's the culture is you have to be that way. Because the moment any, any, there's any flaw in your data, you're done. But in certain contexts, it's perfect. In other contexts, it doesn't work very well. There is no such thing as a bad behavior. There is no such thing as a bad feeling. In spite of what we'd like to think. The question becomes, is what we're doing and the way we're doing it getting us the result that we want? And if it isn't, we got to do something else. But we don't. Okay, but thank you for those distinctions. I would love to have you on an investigative team. You wouldn't miss a fucking thing. <laughs> yes, sir. Techniques. Hmm? Sorry? As often as you want. One of the things that, and we didn't have any, uh, we didn't have anybody who had any real problems today, but a lot of times what happens is if you see some of my videos, you see people come up and we do that spin and we only get an incremental change. It goes from like an, an eight to like a six. And they try to leave like they're done. No. If there's residual, point to where you feel it, wash, rinse, repeat. Until it's gone. You'll notice a lot of times as you explore these things that not only will it change or not necessarily alleviate, but as it diminishes, the qualities will change too. It may go from a feeling of anger to being a feeling of being afraid. It may go from a feeling of being angry or afraid to sadness. Any change in any direction is amazing. Why? Because if the shit didn't work, there wouldn't be any change. Does that make sense? And any change, regardless of degree, is good. Right? And when I, when I see people tell me they don't get change, I start asking different questions. I start asking different questions. And eventually, I find the way in. I'm relentless. Right? And that's the secret to getting everything you want. It has nothing to do with confidence. Because if you wait to be confident to do anything in your life, you'll never start. You'll never start. It's one of those placebos that don't work that the self-help community has sold you. How many times has there been something in your life that you had absolutely no confidence in your ability to do it, but it had to get done? More often than not? And you did it, didn't you? When did the confidence show up? When you evaluated a sense of success. Exactly. If you're waiting to be confident to do anything, you'll never start. So just fucking start. Nobody walks into a gym, throws 500 pounds on the barbell, and starts doing curls. Right? You do this thing and you get tiny movement. Fuck it. That's the worst you'll ever be. You can only get better. It's a skill. A lot of us have not worked with our nervous systems long enough that we can access all these skills, but they're there. And you can use them. Right? Now, everybody stand up. I haven't had a, I haven't had a meet up in a long time, so I'm just jonesing to zap people. <laughs> so here's what I want you to do. I want you to point to that feeling that you labeled resistance. I want you to point to where you feel it. I want you to look at it with your inner eyes. I want you to notice there's a color connected to that feeling. What's the color, first impression? You don't have to tell me, but no. And then what I want you to do is I want you to reach into that area, grab all, all actually, before we reach in and grab it, I want you to notice where that is in your body, point to it with one hand, take your other hand, reach out and touch the picture of that feeling, or connected to that feeling. Trace the edges of it with both of your hands so you know exactly how big it is. Perfect. And now what I want you to do just to make sure we got the right one, make it bigger, notice what happens to the feeling. Ew. <laughs> okay, put it back down to its original size. Pull it closer to the body, notice what happens to the feeling. Ew, that's right, okay. Now put it away from you, good. Now, put a big, thick black frame around it. Wipe the image out completely. 
or black the image out completely. Notice which one makes it feel better, the way you want to feel instead. And now, whether you're right-handed or left-handed, in the index finger of your dominant hand, I want you to write everything that this experience had to teach you, positive or negative, so you can keep the lessons and let the rest go. And just keep writing. By the way, if you start yawning, coughing, choking, giggling, feeling emotion, that's perfect. Just keep writing till you know you've got it all. Sometimes you may not like the lessons you learn, but that's okay. You don't have to like it. You just have to accept it. I hate the fact that I'll never be six foot tall. It pisses me off. But I accept it. When you know you've got it, shrink that frame down to the size of a postage stamp. Float it up over the top of your head and back behind the horizon. And you know the sound a nail gun makes? Or maybe the sound of a bank vault slamming? Maybe the sound of a toilet flushing? Sound of that recycle bin? Notice the change. Notice it's gone. Think about what you want instead. That that feeling used to be blocking. Notice where you feel that. Look at it with your inner eyes. Notice there's a color connected to that feeling. If you can't see color, pretend you do. Notice what pops into your head. Reach in, grab all that energy. Take it out and hold it in your hands in front of you. Make sure you get it all, because sometimes that shit hides. When you got it all, I want you to start playing with the direction it's spinning till it becomes exactly what you want to feel instead. When you got it, spin it like a wheel in that direction. Double the speed. Double the force. Double the magnitude. Double the amplitude. Keep doubling it over and over again until it takes on a life of its own. Until it's impossible for it to go back the way it was. When you know you've got it, slam it back into that spot. Notice the change. Notice those new feelings just getting stronger and stronger and stronger, doubling and tripling in force and magnitude. Pay attention to what happens as for some mysterious reason it takes on a life of its own. It begins to get bigger, more powerful, stronger, surging through your body in every way, moving back through every level of your nervous system, every level of your body and mind, every place that you're harboring, any less than positive experiences, things you consciously know about, things you unconsciously know about, and the energy rushes and surges through that area, washing them away. And then at some point, as that process continues, it flows back, back through all of your memories, the ones you're consciously aware of, the ones you're unconsciously aware of. And it begins to change those memories at the root. It begins to modify, magnify, amplify only the ones that support this new way of being, that move you forward faster and faster in the direction of the life you want, while at the same time dissolving, diminishing, transforming any other memory so that it only becomes a memory that supports this new way of being. And for a brief moment in time, you have the experience of having two sets of memories, and that's okay. And then suddenly, one set will begin to just dissolve, replaced by this new set. And each night while you sleep, while you dream, your unconscious mind will take the learnings of this training, the processes you've learned consciously and unconsciously. And he or she will apply them to every part of your mind every part of your body where you can most utilize this training, where it'll do you the most good to put you on track for the life you want the way you want it. For as long as your heart continues to beat, for as long as your lungs continue to be, feel those transformations continuing to amplify. So that each morning upon awakening, you'll see the world through new eyes, experience the world with a new perspective and a sense of adventure, a sense of possibility, realizing as good as it is now, Hell, it's only getting better. Why? Because this is the worst you'll ever be at it. First time you learn anything is the time you suck the most. Look what you're doing already. And the beautiful part is, because your unconscious mind looks and feels and processes time differently than we do, it could spend thousands of hours and days and weeks in the blink of an eye practicing these skills, translating them to every part of your mind every part of your body so that each night while you sleep and while you dream the part of your mind that can most utilize these skills will make all the necessary changes 
that cause you to become the person who can be, do, and have the life you want the way you want it. You'll find your vibrations changing deep inside your mind, body, and soul to more fully attract the exact results you want in the way that you know that you're getting it by your standards and definitions. Now, many times when those things manifest, it'll seem like a coincidence. It'll seem just, oh, it just happened. Realize that that's exactly how your unconscious mind always works. If you're looking for a linear, logical way of manifesting, that's just a different part of your brain that thinks it knows, as opposed to the part of your brain that actually does. So in a moment, not yet, but in just a moment, I want you to allow your eyes to open only at the rate and speed that you know you've got it. Only at the rate and speed that your unconscious mind and every level of it is in full agreement, full harmony with these processes. Seeing the world through new eyes, realizing it's only getting better. Take a look around, notice how different you feel. All I ask is if you had a good time, post good things to the meetup. If you didn't have a good time, post to somebody else's. <laughs> Thank you all for coming. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Unlimited Influence Reprogram Your Subconscious Mind with Dr. David Snyder. Stay updated by visiting at www.davidsnydernlp.com and follow social media accounts. If you want to reprogram your subconscious mind, don't hesitate to call me at 858-282-4663 and we can talk more about what your mind has to offer.